0: Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro East
2: Side. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend.
1: Yes, Uh happy weekend. I know it's your thing. I took it from you last time.
2: That's all right. But that's well, okay.
1: I just think it's funny that you, you're like, got into this whole like happy weekend.
2: I, but can't it's good. Help myself. We're glad
1: that people spend their time with us. I am happy. We are appreciative of it.
2: Yeah. Yes. It's, life's too short. You know, don't be grumpy.
1: <laughs> that should be a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Patent
2: pending. Yeah. Just kind of put that out there.
1: I'll be the first one to buy one from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Don't be grumpy, and then I'll wear it in front of you so you can read it. Oh, there you go.
2: <laughs> ah, gotcha. Okay. I know every now and then. I-
1: Subliminal messaging. Those days
2: where I've lost another <laughs> hair in my head, right? Yes, yeah.
1: exactly. When we yeah. have a tight closing on something, right? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Life yeah. is short. Don't be grumpy. No
2: shortage of those going on out oh. there these days.
1: Well, you know, people are going to be sometimes a little grumpy because, you know, we still have a really hot market and not everybody's getting all the houses that they want.
2: It's stressful. It's
1: very stressful. Yeah. So but- I know we're going to cover a lot on this show and we're going to be following up from last week's show mm-hmm. right? where we were just going over some of the new forms changes mm-hmm. and we ran out of time because right. there's so many changes, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And, and but yeah. it's not all this show is going to be about.
2: No. But we will get there. There will be other things as yes. well. You know, because I know you
1: had stuff to talk
2: about. Well, I, I do. And and um, you know, part of the reason there were some forms changes I know that you'll mm-hmm. be talking about or because yep. we have such a hyperactive market going on right now. Mm-hmm. We, we have some craziness and there yes. is a serious lack of inventory Mm -hmm. you know going on and that's been an ongoing problem you know years part of that lack of inventory is um because there is very little new construction going on and especially in the northwest yes and 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 that's sort of manifested from 20 years ago when the the growth Mm -hmm. management act was passed longer than that 1990 oh 1990 yeah it's 40 years (sighs) wow time flies yes So does your hair? Holy cow! I know that's right. I looked a lot different back in nineteen ninety. I, I know the I saw an in Spanky. Yeah, there you go. Oh wow, there you go. You know, but now oh, I'm sorry, that was I uh, you know that was even Gale. longer ago than that. Um, but um, you know, the the it, it curtailed suburban sprawl. It made yes. it much more difficult to uh, build large subdivisions mm-hmm. and and. You know, we, we are. It's,
1: it has its good and bad effects. It
2: does. It does. It's mm-hmm. maintained, kept the rural areas rural, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful thing. Keeps our quality Great of our life, which is why people want to be here. True. The bad is that we have a shortage of housing. Yeah. And and that that's also been exacerbated by some kind of recent events as well. I mean, the builders we've got out there are hammering as fast as they can hammer. Right. You know, but it takes an awful long time just to get approvals uh, yes. to build a home mm-hmm. and um and you know the builders are facing kind of some of the same old problems they have too few mm-hmm. uh, employees we have some of the highest yeah. labor costs for building a home anywhere in the nation yes um there are some massively rising costs of materials yes you know up by seven percent on average just the cost of materials mm-hmm. not counting lumber
1: no and lumber is out of control lumber is
2: up Seventy percent mm-hmm. since mid November. Yeah,
1: it's it's crazy. I mean,
2: in just a few short months. Yeah. It's no, I just I, I
1: lost out on a listing recently. I'm just going to tell you, I I had a great past client and friend of mine refer me to somebody up in the Snohomish area, mm-hmm. and they wanted to sell a rental property, and the husband wanted to do as little as possible. Yeah. And the yep. wife apparently watches HGTV. And had like all these, and the dad, or not the dad, the husband said to me, he didn't want to spend more than 30. He's like, I have a little bit of money I can spend for improvements, but it was only $30,000. Yeah. How much is a normal kitchen remodel?
2: Oh, 50 to 75 maybe? If not more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 50 to
1: 75 would be pretty common if you have laborers coming in to do it and everything else. Right. Right. They had a total of $30,000 that he was willing to spend on this. (laughs) (laughs) And this required a kitchen refresh, a redo of a bathroom, new flooring throughout the entire property, paint inside and outside, a new roof on a detached garage because it was failed. Um, There was a leak issue in a lower section of the house that was caused by the deck that was attached. So, I mean, there was a lot of curb appeal that needed to be put in. And the husband was like, "I don't want to do the work." So I'm like, "Well, by matter of that choice, yeah. Yeah. automatically we got labor <laughs> involved." And, and right. I had to have a conversation with the wife because she went on and on. She's like, "Well, what if we threw seventy thousand dollars at it?" I'm like, "Your husband just said you only have thirty. Like, where's where it going to come from?" And I, I, as <laughs> respectfully as I could possibly say to her, "Yeah," I went, "Do you even
2: know the cost of the materials?" For right. today. I'm sorry, this is not H G T V Yeah. Here.
1: And she she just kinda looked at me and I said, Honestly, for the amount of work that has to be done, thirty thousand dollars is just maybe the base materials that's not even giving labor and your husband doesn't want to do any of the work. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just if they were going to reface cabinets, like they didn't even want to do like a whole nice thing. Yeah. And I was just like, this is, and they had broke, they had windows that needed to be replaced. They had flooring. I mean, there was some damage. The renters had done some damage to this place. I mean, and I just, I looked at her and I went, how in the world are you going to do this? Yeah. And, and I will say, so we had a respectful parting of ways Mm -hmm. right it wasn't nasty it was just like you know we're not coming we're not seeing eye to eye Mm -hmm. so we'll pass right and I went to my friend later and I said hey I just want to let you know thank you thank you again so much for the referral and he goes yeah it's probably just as well he goes I hear that couple fight all the time so loudly that the husband comes down (laughs) apologizes oh, no. to me all the time about how loud they've been and i'm gonna say they're all on half acre parcels so that's a loud fight that's pretty loud that's a loud fight wow.
2: oh boy <laughs> Stop. you know I've i'm like woo! i dodged a bullet well and i've always said you know the number one requirement when you're in endeavoring into a big uh, remodeling project is a strong marriage because 100%. it's stressful you have deadlines yes. you have changes you have dust and sawdust oh yeah and, when my clients
1: yeah. call me up and say hey i'm thinking of doing this First thing I ask is, how much do you guys like each other right now? Right, and they, and they laugh, and I'm like, I'm actually serious. No, it's
2: it's really true. Really serious. I had a client. We did a renovation loan where we, we they bought this really cool old log cabin, and mm-hmm. and um, it, it didn't need a lot to be renovated, but it needed sheetrock mm-hmm. on some of the walls in the interior, yeah. and and uh, you know just a few things mm-hmm. to to dress it up. In about uh, two weeks after closing, um, the one of the clients she called me up, and she says, I want to fire that contractor. And, oh, no. and I'm like, why? What's going on? She goes, there is dust I everywhere. I know. That, that's and,
1: what happens with drywall. And I go,
2: does he have like plastic up? Yes. But it must be when they're walking, you know, in and out or something. It's everywhere. I it's I, I've never seen anything like it. And I'm like, oh my, I have yeah, every I, single drywall yeah. project I've ever worked on. Oh my it's gosh, been like she's that.
1: clearly never seen new construction no, because the, the fine particulates that oh, yeah. come they're in everywhere. sanding that. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh.
2: Now they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah so it's nuts. It just goes with the territory. I mean, mm-hmm. you can be as meticulous as you can, oh, and yeah. you look at your your countertops and.
1: Oh yeah, and there's always a there's layer. Just a fine there's layer. always a layer. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. You know, and the people who have to work in that environment look like ghosts. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're just like covered. Yeah. Tall ghosts. They get the big, you know, yeah. stilt things. They walk around.
2: Oh, yeah, too. Yeah. Pretty Especially cool. Especially when
1: they're doing ceilings. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyhow, <clears throat> that excitement there. There you go. <sighs> okay. So, well, is that the same report that we were talking before we went on air that talked about the, like the number of buyers
2: out there? Um, this this one, oh, no, but actually that's another report um, oh, okay. that um, CoreLogic puts out reports you know mm-hmm. weekly and you can follow them on Twitter and all of that. And uh, they came out with a statistic um, the other day um, to grab headlines and it said 76% ah. of non-homeowners have no plan to buy in the next six months. Well, we
1: wouldn't and, want all of them to buy in the next six months. We just talked about how we have a housing shortage. Well, I,
2: I know. <laughs> I, that, I exactly I, where and, are we gonna put them <laughs> and and you know and even if that those uh 24 percent um you mm-hmm. know uh, uh, you know that, that do plan to buy you know that's still uh, uh, out of that's about 11 million you know uh, okay, something like let's, that
1: let's put that into perspective do you know how many transactions happen annually in the united states uh, no tell me about yeah. 5.6 million okay yeah so that would be two years worth of transactions if all of them just said right. that so that twenty four percent right there is like the next couple of years right. worth of transactions. Right. So core
2: logic, knock it off. Yeah. Just they're just trying to sell ads. They're trying to scare people. Yeah. Yeah. They're it's trying, it's well, like it's a like, doom and gloom thing. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, it's like the stock market and the bonds. And like well, there were fare. also
2: ones that, that said, you know, at the beginning of the year that the housing market was going to drop 6%. You know, yeah. house prices were going to drop 6%. They dropped 6%. No, I think we're up about 9% oh, so far yeah. this year
1: alone. It's nuts. Yeah. It's pretty it crazy. Absolutely nuts. Anyway. Yeah. just <laughs> so. Well, I mean, that's what we were talking about last week with the whole thing. I was talking about, you know, how the forms and stuff have changed. And we were talking about escalations and we're seeing you know five fifteen twenty five thirty five fifty five offers on a place, and you see easily homes going for ten percent more mm-hmm. than the asking price, yeah, like yeah, yeah, the appreciation's up man,
2: it's definitely up you know, and that that has its has its problems mm-hmm. you know we have we have um you know, we're starting to really see some stress with, with appraisals, property appraisals. Mm-hmm. And uh, the yep. appraisers are doing their best to try and keep up with a very rapidly mm-hmm. moving market. But yeah. there are going to be transactions. We had one just recently where, you know, the appraiser could just could not justify the price that had been agreed on, yeah. you know, on this property. And we end up with a low appraisal. When I, things like that happen, yeah. then we, we look to our contracts.
1: Yes. Well... If I may, we were talking Mm. last week about how financing now has the potential of an agent to automatically waive the Mm -hmm. financing after three weeks, right? right? Mm -hmm. And as you're saying, you know, appraisals may or may not come through. And if your agent has checked that box, you may be subjecting yourself to a not so great situation because one of the other forms that they also changed was the um, appraisal waiver. So there's a 22 AD form, mm-hmm. and in that particular one, they have um, you know they have some new language around the seller's right to reduce the price or to terminate the transaction because the mm-hmm. seller can terminate it if they don't like it. Before it used to be the buyer only.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a big new change. Yeah. Which big
2: new change. Most of those documents have always been kind of skewed to favor the the buyer.
1: Yes. A little bit of a change going on there. It is a change. Yeah, It's a big sea change. So we're going to talk more about these when we get back on Open House with Team Reba after these messages.
0: Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The Answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: We're back. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ozes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage.
1: And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And yeah, we're back. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> contracts. <laughs> oh, always exciting. Always exciting stuff to talk about. You know, I actually do. I'm. It's like when we have someone from one of the other specialties that yeah. we bring onto the show. Yeah. And like like Gail Wilfringer mm-hmm. coming on and talking about insurance. First like, Mark Insurance. Yeah, and she gets like, Excited about it Because she's really good at it And you know And she knows All the deep details And she loves Educating people about it And I start looking I realize Most people Like they look at a contract And they're just like Ah Right. Like, what? And I'm like, oh, I love getting Eyes into the nitty over. gritty and right. this kind of stuff. And because we
2: know that there's a salacious lawsuit mm-hmm. behind every paragraph in those contracts. Pretty much. You know, there's a reason they're <laughs> written the way they're written.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite classes that happens every year with a local realtors association is called the Battle of the Barristers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love that <laughs> class because they take four really well-seasoned real estate attorneys uh, and they battle out all these topics that are recent lawsuits and some of them ones that they've been involved in themselves. Mm-hmm. And then it's moderated by two other attorneys. And it's, oh, it's just the most fun. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because I'm just a big nerd. Oh, that's like,
2: <laughs> right. That's like going to debate, you know, debate in high school. or Yeah, something and like I was that, in debate. Yeah, so, well,
1: duh. <laughs> <likewise>. yeah, <laughs> like, Exactly. Yeah. So, I guess I kind of, like, followed my passions from back then, too. But, you know, it's 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 just so interesting because you're right. There, something in here is either from a lawsuit or, a miscommun- you know, miscommunications that have come mm-hmm. up enough times, that they're concerned about where it could end up, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, things like these um, waivers, these automatic waivers and the mm-hmm. uh, elements that are in the contracts, the thing for me that is a little um, – scary at this time, especially having been a year into COVID and so many more of the agents just using the online signature Mm -hmm. and not meeting with their clients any longer, Mm -hmm. even though we have Zoom and all these other things available to us. Mm -hmm. I could tell you for a fact, a lot of these offers just get sent out and it's like, just click here and sign everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And just based on some of the questions, like when my team and I sat in on the training around the new forms changes, some of the questions coming across to Justin a- Haig, who's one of the attorneys at the Northwest Multiple who helps with drafting these changes, you could just tell you're like, it's only real estate agents on this call, and that's a terrifying question that that person <laughs> doesn't understand that. Right? <laughs> you yeah, know, like there were a couple of them. Where you're like, oh. And well, this person has a half million dollars in their hands for yeah. somebody. Let's
2: remind everybody though that to pass the real estate test, you only have to have a 70% mm-hmm. you know score. Yeah. And they don't tell you what the 30% was that you got wrong. Right. And uh, yeah. so and it's there's only how 90 many hours of classes? How many agents in Washington state now?
1: Over 30 We're getting close to 34,000.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah,
1: and that's just the MLS agents. Yeah. That's not even all the licensees for the entire state.
2: And there is no standard training program. Every nope. company is different. There are a lot of uh, smaller real estate companies where you can just pay a a small fee to hang your license there, and you get mm-hmm. no training, you get no mentorship, you get no guidance, no assistance. You're you're pretty much just on your own. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I've I've seen the the carnage. You know, from from some of the agents that yeah. you know that work in institutions like that. In fact, there's there's one I won't mention names or anything, but we we Is call this the one them, you call the worst. Yeah, agent I call him the world's worst real estate agent because <laughs> yeah. we've done a show on him. Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you remember that we actually did. did a show on we, him?
2: <laughs> we actually did. We brought up a few of the anecdotes. Yeah,
1: we were like, here's a series of things all in one contract. It was I, terrible. I, I haven't
2: really <laughs> had. Too many ad- additional anecdotes, you know. Since that last show That's we did, true. because he hasn't really been successful, so mm-hmm. selling homes. So you know,
3: well, you know, there well, is
2: good. There's a silver lining there. Yeah, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Comes out. Yes. But uh, well, but, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So if you do these contracts wrong, you can be in so much uh-huh. trouble. Yeah. And and you know maybe you know you know God willing everything will be fine. You'll dodge the bullet. Your mm-hmm. transaction will close okay. But if it doesn't, you are. Unprotected and uh, and In unprotected cases, meaning yeah. whatever check you wrote for your earnest money it's uh, it's just going to go away it's
1: definitely at risk, so I want to talk about another way that um people are sometimes maybe putting their money at risk without realizing they're doing it mm-hmm. so this twenty two a d is a form that's called the increased down payment for low appraisal addendum mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, so we just had an offer sent in. I'm working with a different lender because it's a family that it's mm-hmm. the lender they've worked with for 20 some years. Right. So I couldn't convince them otherwise. <laughs> and I will tell it, well, but here's the thing, Eric, as much as I appreciate and respect the relationship that the family has with this individual, mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of the reasons we haven't been successful on getting a deal for her yet is that his company won't do a full underwrite
3: mm-hmm.
1: and they've got 20% down and even though I know he has the documentation, I can't get him, like, let's say for this situation, I can't get him to look and see if there's an AVM model mm. or an automated valuation mm. model. Right. He won't even look to mm. see if there's a way that we could do a waiver of appraisal right. for them. Right. And that's really frustrating mm. because we, if we're being compared, as you know, if we're being compared to someone who is fully underwritten, like mm. if you were with another agent against me and this lender they are very likely going to go with you guys because I know what your background is. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and what your bank is, you know, able to do your lending organization. So it's, it's a little frustrating because I, I'm kind of handcuffed and we had, um, I'll give some good examples on this. First, I'm going to use the one of this young lady that we're working with because we submitted an offer on her behalf this last week. And I was asked specifically, so there's, this is the other thing that's going on right now. There's a warning going out from the association of realtors about agents making recommendations of what people should put in their offers. And this, you know, starts with an, R agent has us, has a sheet that says that. And one of the things that they're asking for is to put in the 22 AD Mm -hmm. and have additional monies. Mm -hmm. So, I kind of want to have because I think we've done something similar to this in a past show. Let's talk about a situation where somebody is, it's a $500,000 house. Okay. Okay. The client's going in at 550 with a cap at 563 Okay. 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 20% down. Okay. Okay. And let's say during the process of the transaction, they come back and say, no, that's only worth five and a quarter. Mm hmm. How much extra cash would my client have to have? Let's say we went to the top end of our number at 563, right? So they're doing 20% down, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's $112,600 for for the down payment if -hmm. if that happens. Mm -hmm. So if it only comes in at five and a quarter, Mm -hmm. what does my client need to come in with?
2: Well, um, you know, originally our loan amount would have been four hundred and fifty thousand, you know, four hundred. And um and with the lower appraisal, mm-hmm. you said it came in at five twenty five.
1: Yeah, let's say it came in at okay. 525.
2: Okay, my loan amount would be four twenty. Um so to, if I wanted to keep the same loan mm-hmm. to value ratio. So so um so you'd have to put in an, an additional thirty thousand four hundred dollars. Alternatively yeah. We would call it a higher, we could keep the original loan amount, mm-hmm. but you would have PMI on the loan because see, my loan the to thing. value ratio would be above 80%. Right.
1: And my client's trying to not get Avoid PMI. That. Yeah. So they got to cop so, up an extra 30 grand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, who is always sitting around with an extra $30,000? Mom. Well, except for mom and dad are already helping. Oh, uh, <laughs> <oops>. <laughs> Right. That's part of the thing. Yeah. And so we're looking at this and it's like, there are some agents who I know don't do the math on this. Yeah, And aren't having the real conversation with their customers about this is what it means. Now, in some cases you can say, hey, if it came in at five and a quarter, we would be willing to bring in an extra, you know, Mm -hmm. $10,000 above. right?" Right. But you have to be. Able to have those conversations mm-hmm. with your agent, and for everyone involved to understand exactly what that means.
2: Right. So a lender will will actually base our calculations on either the sales price or mm-hmm. the appraisal amount, right. whichever is lower. Right. And so if if the appraisal comes in lower, you know then you know we have to either adjust our loan, you either you either lower our loan amount, or we can keep the loan amount of the same. In which case you'd have to pay PMI on the loan if your loan amount loan-to-value goes mm-hmm. above 80%. And um, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot of folks don't really understand how that works. Mm-hmm. But boy, you know, this this is um, going to be a, a growing problem and a growing issue as we yeah. see these price escalations in our market, mm-hmm. you know, where homes are selling for $50,000, 75000 yes. $100,000 above the listed price, mm-hmm. you know, unless there are other comparable sales out there that an appraiser can use to justify that price, mm-hmm. appraisal is going to come in low. Yeah
1: and and, uh, and it is my it is starting to happen fear. a bit now i have a feeling that's where some of these failed transactions are happening mm-hmm. also because yeah. there are people that you know we have these challenges and then suddenly maybe a person who already had just scraped up enough money to get to that first section of it is suddenly looking at like oh wait i don't wait what? i don't have that <laughs> extra right. amount of cash cuz right. i mean cuz like realistically a lot of the people that we're working with are first-time buyers. And not everybody is in that 14% of local workers who are in tech who may have like large Restricted stock units. And resources like that. Right. Not everybody's in that situation.
2: No, for sure. Uh, The other thing that, you know, is often misunderstood is how PMI would come into that, how the math works on that. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's just really important to go over those numbers and understand it. It, And and we just gave an example of 20% down, but let's say Mm -hmm. you're putting 5% down.
1: That's even more drastic. Then
2: it, it could torpedo can we can we run
1: what that looks like for people
2: yeah um i think we're we're coming up on oh, a break are. here so we might oh, have to do that just do after the, the break one thing before we yes. we break though I just want to make oh, yeah. sure people do understand is if you have a financing contingency in your your um mm-hmm. in your documents you know and and things don't come together and you mm-hmm. are within and well we talked about it last week you're within your 21 days in mm-hmm. your financing contingency You know, and you decide to cancel the transaction, you will get your earnest money back. You can get it back under the financing.
1: Well, you have to prove that you can't qualify.
2: True, correct. That you don't have the money. Yeah, yeah.
1: So there's there's more than again what's in the
2: contract.
3: Yeah, Scary it all things matters. Contracts. That's it right. all matters.
2: That's right, it does. Well, we're going to be right back. More Open House with Team Reba. We'll give you another example here coming up of some other things that you can
0: get you into trouble. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The Answer. To open house with Team Reba.
1: Welcome back to open house with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, ReMax
2: Metro East Side, and Eric Oz is here from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage. You know Reba, I was nice. looking um, at an article that was talking about a Washington teacher that had developed a survival class oh, no. for critical life <laughs> skills like budgeting, banking, job interviews, you know, things like that. Well, that's not new. Well, I used to it, go in and teach at some of those classes. I know. They've they've sort of disappeared from the curriculum. That's what, kind of what this school. article's about. Yeah, it depends on, depends the, school. on the school. I used you know, to but, go
1: to Ingram High School and teach classes in Rainier Beach too.
2: Yeah, my alma mater. Ingram yeah. Go Rams. Yeah. So, and and um, we have a governor that graduated from uh, Ingram High School, which is why I tell oh, people okay. I would never ever vote for anybody you know that graduated from my high school, <laughs> just because of the high school. Uh, but uh, anyway, so you're so weird. Yeah. Uh, what can I say? <laughs> But okay, okay. speaking of these survival skills. Yeah. Um you and I teach survival skills and we do we it do. all the time.
3: And financial survival we teach, skills.
2: Yes, but what what's a more important survival, you know, Bear Bear Grills, give all due credit to Bear Grills, you know, he can he can be left out in the woods and and you know, make a meal out of grubs and, you know, cook a fire with a couple sticks and things like that. That's awesome. You know, of course everybody knows he stays in a hotel at night. Anyway, you know, we're talking about financial no survival skills. I didn't about but, You know? Yeah, no. Like the, the outdoor guy, you know, how to survive I, in the woods. You know I don't
1: watch television, <laughs> right? Well.
2: <laughs> I haven't watched TV for like three years. Just take my word for <laughs> okay. it. Our listeners know who Bear is. So anyway. Okay, I'll take your word. Uh, but, but we're talking about life skills that are going to not only help you with – buying a home and saving money and knowing the process and hopefully keeping yourselves out of trouble,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: but also uh, some life things as well. Yes. You know, especially credit. Um,
3: you it's know, a big
2: one. Oh, it's huge. It's a big one. It's huge. And if you have a good credit score, um, in fact, there's a comedian that I, I really love, Joe Coy. And, uh, okay. and Joe Coy's um, talking about his son. His son's complaining um, that he's never going to get a, a good girl due to certain physical inadequacies that he might have. And um and Joe Quaid finally looks at him and he goes, you know, Sonny goes, I know how you can get any girl you want. Just tell her your credit score. Fix your credit. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> know what
1: honestly, I just had a conversation with a young lady the other day and we were discussing that it actually is kind of one of those things that in today's world oh, yeah. if you are pairing up with somebody, oh yeah. It's a good idea. It to actually have those conversations those very real world because it's not even just as a young person because I was talking mm. to this I mean she's a 26 year old young lady
3: mm-hmm.
1: and she's related to one of my former employees mm-hmm. and you know good on her she's getting ready to buy a house or she's looking into it at least. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, got a partner and we we were joking around. It's like, yeah, you know, seriously, you should know, like, she's not going to buy a house with this person because they're not married yet. And she's like, she goes, but I wouldn't. She goes, and, you know, if you know, she goes, and I know his credit score. And I was like, good on you. I have another single She's, but she's like my age in her 50s. Mm -hmm. Same thing. The guy that she's dating right now, ask the credit score. Yeah, And they're having hard conversations Excellent about, you know, what that means and getting financial oh. literacy and cleaning up the credit. And, and I'm like, it's That's a good awesome. thing. It, I, uh, and she's been to our class.
2: Fantastic. Yes. Well, I'm going to tell you, life can be so much easier mm-hmm. with a good credit score. Yes. You know, it, it, it really, really can. It Everything is. from the cost of insurance to mm-hmm. the cost of borrowing to yeah. job interviews. Absolutely. Yeah. And to, dating, to dating a <laughs> <now too. laughs> which I didn't, I hadn't really thought about yeah. that. So yeah. But
1: speaking of the class,
2: we have a class coming up, which is really April thirteenth. April thirteenth. Thirteen is a lucky number. This is an online class. You know, class. I think the last
1: time we did one was on the thirteenth. Well, so I think yeah. so. <laughs> When's Saint Patrick's
2: Day? Is that seventeen? Oh, that's seventeen. Okay. Yeah, but thirteen is my lucky <laughs> I'm be number. I'm building up a healthy, ha- and healthy March. And thirst. That's Oh, March, that's 17. March. Never mind. So okay. uh, yeah. well, I'll be recovered You're even in the by wrong then. Month,
0: yeah, there so, you go. All right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so
2: April 13th, this is going to be an online class 5 to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. and this class is designed to give you the tips that you need to be a successful home buyer in this ridiculously crazy market that we're yes. in. So, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, the financing side, we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about the real estate side, mm-hmm. on the real estate side kind of what the steps are and and everything um you know, you need to make sure that contract is right, that you've thought about all the contingencies that you need to think about. On the financing side, we'll give you some really, really huge life tips on credit, how to get mm-hmm. the best possible credit scores, talk about um, different loan options and qualifying options, and everything you need to know to just kind of set that foundation that so yeah. you can go into the transaction well-educated and confident You know that you're making the right decisions. Absolutely. So, to yes. register.
1: And our, yes. To Well, to register, if people want to sign up, they can go to, we have a Facebook page now for yeah, Open House with Team Reba. Mm-hmm. And we will have an event page set for that, which uh, usually we end up having an Eventbrite link set up for that so that we can track people signing on. But you can go just directly to our Facebook Open House with Team Reba page in the events section, and we will have this all set up so that you can go there, click the link. Get signed up, and then we will send you the link information for the Zoom
2: webinar mm-hmm. ahead of the class. Fantastic! Take yeah. you to the front of the class. Yeah, it's a fun class. You know, we'll have. Um, you know, we always have a good good turnout. We have uh, lots yeah. of. Uh, you know the thing I like most about
1: doing it on huh. Zoom. Yeah. Because you know how when we've done it actually in a classroom setting. Yeah. And nobody ever wants to sit up front. <laughs> like, as true. Recall, everyone's just right there. Yeah, true. They're yeah. just there. They're all right there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it works great. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, and the last time we just did one of these, I mean, we had great reviews. People loved the information and you know, it, it was great to have.
2: Lots of stick arounds. Yes. You know, afterwards. You know, yeah, that's always a good sign. Lots of questions. Yes. And folks always want love more that. information. So yeah, so mark that on your calendars. April thirteenth. From 5 to to 7 p.m. Yes. Got that coming up. Okay. All right. And you're talking about contracts.
1: Yes. So here's one that I want to put out there because, you know, we were talking earlier about how there's like a certain percentage of the marketplace out there that are renters who might eventually become buyers, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people who are already in their own home that they own that are also trying to buy, right? Mm Because they're maybe moving up or moving out or, you know, whatever the change is. Um, And maybe they need to sell their home to purchase the next home, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the documents that's out there, the Form 22B, the Buyer Sale of Property Contingency, also had a recent change. And that was kind of interesting. Now, I'm not trying to interpret all this. I'm just like kind of sharing some of the things that came up with Justin as he was teaching the class. So I'm doing my best to kind of – state those same things that he was putting out there. But if you're someone, so there's two different ways that if you have a home you're trying to sell and you're trying to buy, you go into a purchase situation with what's either this 22B, meaning my house is either not on the market yet or my house is on the market, but I don't have a buyer yet, Mm -hmm. right? There's another Form 22Q, which is, hey, I have my home under contract. There's already a, you know, closing date scheduled and all of that. And you're in a stronger position typically if you've already passed appraisal and inspection in that particular situation, right? Because we have a date, we have, you know, whatever contingencies need to be met, that kind of stuff. And so, you know, a listing agent is looking at these situations. And so 22Q is usually a much stronger position than being in 22B.
2: How how many offers are even being accepted where where it's contingent on selling a home?
1: So it's not a ton, but it does happen on occasion. I'm glad you asked that. Let me see. Um, We had, well, in the last week, uh, 50. Really? Out of the entire MLS. And that's a really small number. Yeah, it is. Because sometimes we have like 150 or maybe 200. Mm -hmm. uh, But statewide, that's a really small number for a one-week period. Right. So it's that is 22B is your weakest position. And this is one of the things like you and I have done shows about like, what do you do if you're in a home and you need to buy another one? Right. Right. Yeah. And to be in the 22Q position is way better than the 22B position, which mm. is the I'm trying. Right. The other one is like, I got it. Yeah. Like, we're ready to go. We,
2: we hope to be selling our home, putting it on the market Yeah, soon. Yeah. yeah. Versus, I Or I'm, we're I'm,
1: hoping someone will like our home, yeah. you know. And if someone's yeah. trying to maximize the price point of their home, and didn't do something where there's multiple offers, you know, that that house could be sitting. You right. don't know.
2: Wouldn't it be better to go to sell your home but have a rent back?
1: Yes. Or... Yes, that's, um, those are options. Those are things we talk about with our customers mm-hmm. um, because, like, I have that with a client right now who's going to need to do that. Yeah. And so, uh, in fact, actually, even on the buyer side, like, we, we were trying to position one of our buyers recently to allow up to 59 days for the seller to be in their home post-closing because he's trying to buy a place.
3: Yeah. Right.
1: But he's currently able to buy on his own, but he can only do 5% down. If he can sell his condo, he'll have like 20 or 30% down, which Mm -hmm. would make him a much stronger player. But right now he's in 22 B. He doesn't have an offer accepted yet. And so he's getting beat out left and right on all these competitive offers. right? Right. So they're, um, They're looking to take, you know, whoever it is. So the the agent remark said, you know, ideal situation would be a seller rent back, you know, that kind of, and then you have to decide, does that come with, you know, is it free? Is it partially paid for? Is it fully paid for? You know, there's a lot of things and elements that you have to negotiate inside of all of that. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's, it's an option for sure. Uh, But you like that's why every single one of these transactions is so different everyone thinks like that you know you're saying earlier like we'll never just sell real estate online because these complicated life that's situations right. exist yes. right it's everyone is different this. yeah like you and i always joke that it depends this show brought to you by depends <laughs> you know <laughs> like but you know so anyway On the 22B, though, here's the thing. Because you can also, if you're in 22B, you're in a weak position because you can be bumped. Mm -hmm. That's the other part. Right. You could have another offer come in and kick you out of the way.
2: So when you're contingent, the Mm -hmm. seller will continue to market that home. They can Correct. have open houses. They can do mm-hmm. all kinds of marketing yeah. and hoping that they're going to get a non-contingent offer. Yeah. And then, so explain that, you know, what happens mm-hmm. when uh, that happens and a, a, a non-contingent offer comes in now, so, the, now you give a bump notice.
1: Yeah. So they give a notice and then they go back to the first buyer and say, Hey, you either need to waive or, step aside, this person needs to come in. Now, here's where the real challenge is. Because most of the time, if you're in that 22B position, you don't start most of your other contingencies until you have your home sold. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to have to say the rest of that when we get back. All right. So you're going to have to hold your breath. That's right. (laughs) And I'll tell you when we get back.
2: More 22B coming at you here in just a (laughs) couple
1: of minutes. I knew it could be so titillating.
0: House with Team Reba on fifteen eighty, the answer. Now back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Oznis from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage, and I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday mm-hmm. from two to three o'clock, Sunday from three to four, and always on podcasts, Stitcher, yes. Spotify,
1: iTunes, yeah. iHeart Radio, so many, and globally available.
2: There you go. That's right. Yeah, serving. How many continents now? Five. Six. Six. Yeah. We're did
1: I tell six? you? So I actually asked my girlfriend, who lives in New Zealand, yeah. if she was the person that I had seen. Yeah. Show, yeah. And she said it's not her. Oh really?
3: Yeah. We have a <laughs> it's random. Not, it's
1: not my friend. It's some some, some Kiwi.
2: Random Kiwi listening yeah, in. Well,
1: who's, who's enjoying our show? Yeah. Well, I think
2: well, that's kind of fun. There. Hope you're enjoying the summer.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's <laughs> Ours very is cool. coming. Ours S- is coming. So
2: just Antarctica to come yes. up here. actually.
1: My girlfriend's actually getting married coming up. So she's, uh, oh, I might actually, uh, well, yeah. we'll see if I get a chance to go down and visit. Oh, we'll see how That's on my go list. With all the I really, really want to get Oh, it's get down totally down on New my Zealand. list. Yeah. 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 For sure. Big, big time. Yeah. Big, big time. Yeah. But uh, anyway, okay. I'm going to get back because this is our short segment. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I cover as much as possible. So here's the thing. So that 22B, when you're a buyer needing to sell the home you're already in, Normally, when you're in the position of in-contract, contingent deal, you don't usually start all your contingencies until you have your place under contract, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Well, here's the thing. Let's say buyer number two comes in and you really, really want this house. Buyer two gets a bump notice sent, right, Mm -hmm. through the listing agent. Now you only have a small window of time to make some decisions, right? Here's one of the things that is really interesting that now is required, or at least the language that has changed. It has a notation that if you waive your contingency at that point and you just like roll the dice like we're going to change up the marketing or change up the price point or whatever, and you don't yet have that buyer in place, the scary part is if you waive that contingency you waive all your contingencies
2: oh, financing interesting. this is under our new contracts, yeah, yikes, everything, really, okay, really. This is going to be misexplained to almost every buyer out there that's <laughs> you know facing this for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Why would that be? I don't know, I don't know why they did that. Interesting. Okay. Pro- well,
1: actually, I do know why they did that. Well, when Justin Hague, you know, was explaining this, because, again, I'm not interpreting this. This is coming from Justin and his his viewpoint as the attorney helping draft these documents. It's a part of why they structured it this way is because that if you are a seller who mm-hmm. is accepting buyer number one, mm-hmm. still saying they're going to move forward, and you're saying no to buyer number two who's non-contingent... Mm-hmm. You are in a very risky position if they now have financing, inspections, and mm-hmm. all the other stuff.
2: So, okay. we, I, I can understand that part of it. Yeah.
1: As a seller, you take on a huge amount of risk to say, hey, I have a full-fledged buyer sitting over here who mm-hmm. I don't have to wait to sell his house. Right,
2: And I have over on the other side, we have this, this person who was contingent mm-hmm. on selling their home. Now they're going to try and scramble – buy the home without selling their old home probably. Or they're going to have
1: to find a way to quickly get their home sold. Yeah, And yeah,
2: either way it can get messy or it could cause delays. Yeah.
1: And so chances are we had situations where that's happened and then a seller got burned and then that other buyer went away and found another house. Mm -hmm. And now they're like left, uh, because their house, while it's been sitting there under contingent is ticking away on the cumulative days on market. Right. Right. And so that then stigmatizes that house.
2: Which is why um, whenever I pre-approve a client and, and we're in that situation where, hey, they've got a home to sell, but they want to buy their next home, mm-hmm. uh, I always run two scenarios. I run one if they do sell the home, but I also run the scenario, mm-hmm. can we qualify you without in selling case. your home just yeah. in case? Right. And and there's a couple factors to that. One is is um, can you afford the payment, the combined payments. But number two, you know, where's the down payment going to come from? And maybe Mm -hmm. we look at a smaller down payment. Yeah. And that's Uh, like this
1: gentleman who we were talking mm -hmm. with where he's either five or he's like 20 plus. Right,
2: right. Well, in fact, I just had this conversation two days ago. uh, And what we talked about was, okay, we're going to need down payment money. Mm -hmm. Um, You need a home equity line of credit Mm -hmm. on your current home. You can borrow up to 90% combined total Mm -hmm. on, on that home. You know, so we'll pull a ninety uh, a home equity line of credit. Home equity lines of credit are uh, slow to process right now. I was going to say go, they take you, a while to. Oh they? yeah, if you go to any of the major banks around here, number one, not all of them will lend to ninety percent. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you don't need that much, but if you do, you got to ask that question up front. But number two, they can take forever. Mm-hmm. So. Plan ahead. Get yes. that thing going yeah. now yes. you know, so that you're ready just in case. And you know what? If you don't need it, your home sells in time, no harm, no foul. You know, that's not going to really cost you. Um, mm-hmm. It was a cheap insurance to have, you know, set and ready to go.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, because if you're just able to pay it off when you're done mm-hmm. selling, like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And some people will say, well, I don't want to have to pay the fees or this. And like, honestly... That's better than if you had a big chunk of money. Like mm-hmm. the amount of processing that is a lot less than if you lost, I don't know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars of earnest money. Yep. <laughs> you yeah, know, think? Like mm, <laughs> yeah. maybe you yeah. want to do some comparisons maybe, maybe, and know what you're talking about first. Yeah,
2: it might cost you a thousand dollars or something like right. that. Right. Exactly. Um, so
1: it's worth it for yeah. that insurance. Mm-hmm. It's totally worth it for that insurance. Um, here is a it's not a this is not about insurance. But um, another change that's kind of interesting is inspection addendums. Okay. This is going to be kind of fun because I know some agents who've gotten into some pretty deep hot water um, sending inspection uh, documents to listing agents and sellers, mm-hmm. Oh. even before submitting offers sometimes. Uh, one agent in particular got in a lot of trouble because this was her... MO to mm-hmm. try and be able to go after properties and get them for less than asking price or oh. trying to beat out, you know, yeah. escalations and things like that. Cause she'd be like, well, here's all the problems with your house. And, you know, and thought that was a great negotiating tool. And the thing was, it, it was like, uh, first of all, she got in trouble for going to properties without seller permission yeah, and and conducting these things. So she was getting fined by our local multiple listing service for okay. accessing property in a way that was not supposed to be accessed and without seller permission. Like that's a big no-no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thousands of dollars of fines. So that's just one example of this. Um where it's been abused in the past. So the inspection addendum now has also been split up a little bit where pre inspections, or if you're just waiving an inspection, that's on a separate document now Mm -hmm. instead of bury at the end of page two of the inspection document. So it's its own thing. The main inspection document has changed in that if you're a buyer agent and you send the report to the listing agent and or seller, you will automatically waive if they if they did not request it you will automatically mm. waive your inspection
2: wow they're getting tough yeah got to be up on these contracts folks yeah
1: there oh, wow. i mean that's a big deal yeah, right like you and i both know right. inspections are a lot of times a negotiation point right you know, we don't always want them to be because, you, you know, the idea of an inspection is really just so that you know what you're buying. Yeah. Um, but but there are times where you find things that you're like, oh, we didn't know wow. that was going on down in the crawl space, you know, because from the exactly. outside it looks just fine. Yeah. yeah. But um, this is a big one because, yes. you know, if you are asking for an additional notice, what you don't send everything. Cause some agents just don't understand this and they just send the whole thing. Like this should explain why we're asking for it. And it's not like the inspector will note specific line items like this thing and this thing and mm-hmm. this thing right, need right. to have a more specific person look at it because those guys are generalists. So they're saying, bring in a specialist. And so you don't take the whole report and just send it and make someone try and figure out what you mean. You have to be specific and then you like snapshot, you know, whatever that yeah. is. Um, or take a summary and circle it, whatever you have to do, and then you send that. So now there's checkboxes that a seller, and this doesn't create a offer situation, but there's also a place that when a seller's responding to you, they can request if they want you to send it to them or not. Boy, oh boy. Some big yeah. changes coming.
2: Yeah, big changes. Be careful out there. Make sure you've got the good advice. You know, that's what we're here for. Give yes. you those heads ups on everything. Yes. Help you keep your eyes open. We we'll hope this is good for you as it was for us. Have a great weekend, everyone. And join us next week for another episode of Open House. Thank with you TV. for listening
0: to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at ReMax Metro Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at Team Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba. Here on AM 1590. The answer.
3: House, in the, a street, house.
0: the preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.